Roofing.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, into the 11 o'clock hour. Wade looking, Bill, momentarily. Bill Bender coming up uh, towards the bottom of the hour. Before we get to Wade, just real quick, Mm -hmm. uh, Drake last night, you said Evansville is bad. Trent, after 20 minutes, it was 47 to 15 for the Docs. Todd looked like letter basketball for you. 47-15 47-15 after 20 minutes. How's this guy keep getting work? It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, and well-paid work. Yeah. Well, certainly a stop in Iowa City. if you can was. get it. Uh, let's get Wade Looking Bill in here as we take a look at Michigan and Iowa tonight. Hello, Wade Looking Bill, Trenton Ken. How, how are you guys? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Looking forward to this uh, game here tonight. Hawks, are, boy, their offense has really, really come to life. I think it's going to be a good test for them tonight, Wade. Michigan and a big fella in the middle and Dickerson, who's, as Trent said, uh, seemingly is the strategy of opponents. Well, we'll let him get his and then try and prevent everybody else, kind of like uh, some uh, uh, teams tried to do with Keegan Murray. We'll let him score and and, uh, and guard the rest. I think this is a, tr- a tricky spot here tonight, Wade. Not saying that the Hawks won't win or shouldn't win, uh, but I think it's going to be a good game. There will be no blowout tonight, in my mind, anyway. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, this is one of those games where we've, we've, we've talked about all year, and even though they're favored by, I was favored by, what, four or five points? Five, yep. Five. This is a game that that they should win. If you want to say, hey, NCA seeding committee, we beat Michigan at, at our house by whatever, two points, nine points, whatever it is. But, again, you know, they still, even, even, even with tonight's win, hopefully they win tonight, they still haven't beaten somebody that you think, well, that, that's a really good quality win. You know, Michigan at home has got talent, but it's a game you should win if you think you're an NCAA tournament team. Should win. And they got two of Absolutely. them really coming up. Michigan State after that. In between is that road trip mm. to Ohio State. Wade, when you're playing the quick turnaround game, when you have a game less than 48 hours later and a road trip on top of it, how difficult is that? Yeah, you're student athletes, you got stuff going on, you got classes, everything, but also, not only that, scheming, game planning, getting ready. Is that overstated or is that important in the college game in your mind? You know, yeah. So I I think I think at this time of year, it's a little bit easier, you know, than, say, it would have been in, in November. I mean, you've got so much tape on all these teams, you know, what they do, how they do it. And really, it's, it's the same scheme year after year if it's the same head coach. Now, the players are different, but, you know, Ohio State, similar to Michigan, who's similar to – to Michigan State, but I tell you, t- tonight I-, I heard you say, or I-, I think Trent said, this is a must-win because at Ohio State is that's not a good matchup for Iowa, and then Michigan State at home has never been a real great matchup for Iowa. Now Michigan State is just, you know, I think in fact, just the whole Big Ten Conference is just this enigma this year on who's going to play well. But if they want to get say two out of these three, you know, in, in this stretch. 
They must win tonight. Yeah, there's no question about it because it's going to be tough in Columbus and Izzo's Izzo, although they lost on the road their, their last time out. So the last time we saw the Hawks, they were they were pounding Nebraska, right, on, on Super Bowl Sunday. And Peyton Sanford played a lot of minutes. I think that there was a lot of minutes to be had because it was a, uh, had the luxury of you know sitting the, uh, the starters down maybe earlier than they normally would have. I think that you can make the case that Peyton Sanford maybe doesn't deserve all of the minutes he got in the blowout over Nebraska, but maybe should be a bigger part of this game plan going forward because seemingly we're seeing the confidence grow on a game-by-game basis with him where uh, the stage, at least to me, doesn't seem too big for him. Does he deserve more minutes than he should than he has been getting uh, in competitive games? I, th- I think so. You know, there were those two games last year, of, you know, preseason, where I think he had 19 points one game and 20 the other. And, you know, those were against lesser level opponents. But then once the conference started, his minutes really dropped off. And, and, and it's strange because he's still probably the probably the ninth man. I, I, I think he's the fourth person still off the bench. But, you know, I, um, I think he's getting some of Aaron Ulysses minutes. Um, I think he's getting some of Connor's minutes just because, you know, Connor has – not been healthy all year. Now with that shoulder, I think he's less healthy. But Peyton does a lot of things, even besides shoot the basketball. You know, he's six, seven and a half, almost six eight. He can rebound. He can guard twos and threes pretty well. Um, he can handle the ball. But he does one thing better than you know maybe anybody on the entire team is that he's tall enough, got that quick release. He can get his shot off. So yeah, I, I expect his minutes to increase here in February and then in, into tournament time. Tony Perkins now starting during this three-game winning streak. Still not playing a ton of minutes, though, just 11 in the game against Nebraska. What do you see out of Perkins? And if the winning streak comes to an end, going to be pretty easy to maybe slide him out of there and put somebody else in the lineup or just going to roll with this the rest of the way? I I, I think this will be the starting lineup for the Are rest you? of the year. Mm-hmm. What what I've said, and I wish they would have done it a month ago, I thought they should, should have sat Robracha, started Chris Murray. I think Robracha, you know, he's just had – Games where he gets four and four and right. six and two, and it just it just I, I don't know maybe just to kind of change things up a little bit, but you know um, I'll give Frank credit though because I did not see that Bohannon to the point bring in Tony Perkins <laughs> basically at the at the two and and and, and sit Joe Toussaint, but they're not going to change. You know I, I think this and unless you know it's again Perkins he he does things pretty well. He can guard. I think there's games where. He's more important than than other games. You know, his his shots better. He's pretty good in in transition. But you know, he starts the game, but like you said, only played eleven minutes. But I like Tony. I, I like Aaron Ulis. They they bring some size off the bench. They're just limited offensively. And if and, you know, the way college basketball is nowadays, if you can't shoot the basketball, it's really hard to justify where you're going to play. And Bohannon can, and he has been, and and, and you mentioned it, uh, give Fran credit for for making the change. Because we go back to, uh, you know, the whole C.J. Frederick, uh, he's heard he's going to Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. Bohannon, is he or isn't he coming back? Yes, he's coming back, but he's going to uh, willingly uh, give up bringing the ball up the floor. He's going to play a different position, and he was fine with that, said all the right things. But he's better in the spot he's in, isn't he? He's just, he's uncomfortable uh, being taken out of um, of that uh, point guard spot. This is a different player, uh, and seemingly um, that's the way they're going to go forward. Well, yeah, and I, I I think if you look at the way Iowa sets up their offense, not only is Jordan better at the point, but it's I think it's easier for him to get shots off 
from the point. And what I mean is that he can dribble the ball, hand off to a big, to the other guard, curl back around, and, and use that screen to kind of create some space where when he's playing the two, he has to do that all without the ball. Right, get away from so, guys. So, yeah. so, yeah, so I, I don't think it's as much with him bringing the ball up the court playing point. It's just that after that first handoff, now he has a little bit of a, a little bit of a window um, where he can get open quicker or get or get more open. Whereas when he was playing the two, he had to do that all on his own and just you know physically that's just not what he does. But boy, against Maryland, against Nebraska, mm. hopefully he can keep that up because they need you know twelve to fourteen points from him per game here down the stretch. Well, it's Michigan coming up tonight. I know one of the uh, probably most memorable games of your career was when the Fab Five came in, Super Bowl Sunday. Was it Super Bowl Sunday? It was the lead-in to the Super Bowl on CBS. It was a huge national broadcast, and of course it was the first home game at Carver (laughs) after the passing of Chris Street. Take us back and going up against the Fab Five, I'm sure there was a lot of jawing happening on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, first off, can you imagine nowadays if we had a college basketball game five hours before Mm. or tip-off of the Super Bowl, now they have, you know, 12 hours of pregame right. stuff, but yeah, it just, it just was, it was an unbelievable environment. Noon tip, you know, Super Bowl was at 520 or whatever it, it would have started, but Carver was as loud that, that day as I can remember, you know, just everybody was in their seats 30 minutes before the game. And I think having Michigan be that opposing team, just, you know, a little bit of hatred with that, with that rivalry there. And it was just one of those games where ACRO was great. Val Barnes was great. And, we did just enough, but um, really good memories from that from that day, all all those many years ago. Yeah, I, I bet it was. I mean that that team just st- one star after. Was there ever a? I'm not going to say stars in your eyes. That's that's not where I'm, where I'm going. But you know, when a Chris Webber and a Jalen Rosen, when guys like that, when they're lining up on the other side of the floor, do you ever think for a minute? Um, you know, just pause for a minute. Are you you're a young kid? It probably doesn't affect you like it would be uh, at this time, right? Because you're 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 one of them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, and 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 we still had guys, you know. We, oh, we yes. On our team too. yes. But I tell you what, Chris Weber was different. Chris Weber didn't say a word. He was quiet when he played. He just was physically so much better than anybody mm-hmm. else on the court. You know, Jalen Rose was skilled, but you know he was kind of lanky. couldn't couldn't shoot it real well. So so there were things you could do to kind of stop him, force him right. Um, Juwan Howard wasn't in great shape. He was great down low. But again, try to force him off the block. That was a scattering report because get him outside 12 feet, and and um, you know he wasn't near as good. But Chris was different. I mean, it just was you. You were just trying to survive blocking him out on on a free throw. I mean, physically he was just that much better than anybody else. And also he was getting better skill. That jump hook, he was starting to stretch the defense. But he was one of the few guys where I can remember playing against, you know, lining up and thinking, it's this is going to be a problem. <laughs> him, Glenn Robinson. Um, those guys, you know, they're just so big and tall and physical, and uh, there just wasn't much he could do. When you watch the game today, compared to when you were playing, and we're going back 30 years ago now, what's different? What's different about the game that you see at the collegiate level compared to that era that you went through? Yeah, I just, I just think it's the, it's the three point shot. Whether it's the NBA, college, even high school, you know, it has just it just dominates the game now. You look at a guy like. You know, um, let, let's just say Shaq. Shaq would still dominate, but he would he would struggle in today's game because he can't shoot. And that's the thing with big guys now is nobody picks and rolls. Everybody picks and pops, mm-hmm. step back three. 
I think the three-pointer has just changed the way basketball is played. And again, if if you're six-two to you know seven-one, and if you can't make a three or at least knock down or or, or be a threat from there, you're going to struggle. You look at a guy like 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 Zach Eady and Travion Williams. I watched Purdue last night. Those guys are unbelievable down low, but I don't know if they'll even get drafted because they can't shoot the basketball. I mean, physically they are they are great. Trevion Williams is a great pass for terrific hands, but again, you, you get him outside twelve feet and he struggles. And it's just Joel Joel and Embiid can shoot it, Dachi can shoot it. It is just crazy what these guys Lost him. We did lose him. It's funny you mentioned that because I looked at a, um, a a mock draft at I think it was at the Athletic um, concerning the, the big guys. Williams was like I don't know deep into the fifties, and the second last pick in the draft it, again. It's a mock draft, but just goes to show you where the you know some of the folks that follow this and do this for a living where they have them. Um, Kofi Coburn, the second to last pick in the draft. I mean, seven foot whatever he is, seven foot uh, exactly. Um, the game has changed so much. You have to be able to, you know, to 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 make that long range shot, regardless if you're uh, seven foot. It's a great point by Wade Looking Bill. We'll try and get him back. We want to pick his brain a little bit, uh, and and he uh, rejoins us. Wade, just to your point, Sorry, I looked. I, I looked at a, uh, no that. problem. I, I looked at a mock draft this morning at the Athletic. Um, Williams is, is uh, forecast to go in the fifties. And I think yeah. the second last pick in the draft was Kofi Coburn, who 15, yeah. 20 years ago, this guy's for yeah. sure in the lottery. Yeah. You know, you just, you watch him last night against Rutgers and, you know, props to Rutgers, but, you know, and, and, and Kofi's acting, you know, but can't, can't shoot free throws very That's well. Just it. I think Williams is okay from the line. Um, it has just changed so much that size and bulk. That you know that that's why Garza lost twenty two pounds after the Big Ten season because he wasn't going to go down and post people up down low, but mm-hmm. he can pick and pop. It is just it is such a different game, and that's why you know again I love Tony Perkins, but shot isn't there. Joe T is just he's okay from three, and that's why you got to play guys like Peyton Stanford who who can really stretch the defense and shoot the basketball. Uh, fifty one Trey Williams, Jackson Davis fifty two, <laughs> and fifty six yeah. is Kofi Coburn. Different world. It's really, it yeah. truly is. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and, and Kofi looks more like a pro wrestler mm-hmm. than he does a basketball player. And he's, it's just, it is really. And I, I don't know, right or wrong, good or bad. It's just that that's the way it is. You go to a high school game, and that's all they shoot us through. But, that, but yeah. if I was playing now at at six six, I by the time I was ten years, if I was ten years old right now, that that that's all I would do was ball handling and shoot threes. I wouldn't go down and try to post up because it's just there. There's just no future in it. Yeah. Looking forward, I got one more question for you on this front. Michigan tonight, then you see him again in a couple of weeks. When you have those quick turnarounds, I think it might be Kansas and TCU are playing back to back. The Iowa women are playing a back to back with Indiana. When you get those quick turnarounds, how much is kind of the revenge angle? The one team wins and the other one. Scouting reports, those kind of things. When you have the quicker turnaround, how impactful is that getting ready for the next game? I think it makes it quite a bit simpler, you know, and I think that will help Iowa. These these next three games, all teams are very similar: Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. You got you got Michigan again, like you said, in what ten days. Mm-hmm. I I think it helps, but you know, Michigan has got they got three pros on that team too, mm-hmm. you know. So it's something where if you look at talent wise, just pure talent, Michigan's got more talent. Now I think that they're 
Their chemistry's not great with that Houston kid and, and Diabate off the bench. They're just something's not right. I, I think Jawan Howard is still trying to figure things out as a coach. Um, but you know, Michigan. Or, I mean, I was playing better. They they have some cohesion and just some some toughness and some grit they, that they didn't have even even two weeks ago. Now that being said, you you have to beat somebody besides Nebraska and, and, and Northwestern and to get in the tournament because if if they go ten and ten and lose that first round game in the Big Ten tournament, which they have which not they, been good that's in true. the tournament, it's gonna be they're gonna be sweating it on Sunday. By the way, on, that's on that same mock draft that I was referring to with the sixth pick in the NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Keegan Murray, Iowa. Yeah, I just Six. I don't think there's any way he's coming back. I don't you know, think so stretch, he was he struggled a little bit for those ten days, but he it's just you know, and Oof. I think the one thing is so unique to come back and play with your twin brother for another year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But when you're the top, when you're a top ten pick, it, that's tough to turn down. It is uh, great stuff, Wade. Looking, Bill. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Wade. Enjoy the weekend. Hey guys. Anytime. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Wade Looking, Bill. Uh, as we catch up with the uh, former Hawkeye, yeah, these mock drafts in the NBA, they're so different, right? Player's name, player's height. How old is he? It makes such a difference. And how old is Keegan? 20, 21. He's 21 already. Let me make sure. I but he, of course, he had 20, the prep year. Right, 21. 21. The guys that are Getting going old. ahead of him. Right. 18. These are ahead of him. 18, 19, 20. There's a 20-year-old in there. Well, Ivy's special. Mm-hmm. 18 and 19. Uh, makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. KXNO.com. Right now, once you get there, enter the uh, keyword bank. Bank. KXNO.com. Your chance at $1,000. Bill Bender is next from the Sporting News. Catch up with our friend Bill Bender. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his three-peat championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf... The Iowa High School State Wrestling Tournament is here on 96.9 The Bull and 106.3 KXNO. Class 3A first round coverage 130 on Thursday, 96.9 The Bull. The 3A and 1A semifinals on Friday night on KXNO. And the state finals on Saturday night starting at 6 o'clock with the Grand March on 96.9 The Bull and all the coverage on the... Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Family owned and operated in the Des Moines area for over 50 years. Howsby is a name in the heavy truck and equipment industry that is known and respected. And now Howsby has created Howsby University. Train to become a diesel technician for free. Howsby will pay for all your training. Provide you with a part-time job while you learn. Pay for your housing. And a promise, 100% guaranteed job placement after you finish Howsby University. Find out all the details today at Howsby.com and get your future. KXNO. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, 
Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happy. It's right. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Guys, you need to get that vasectomy, and you know what's right around the corner. It's March. It's college hoops in the biggest way. Wall-to-wall basketball for four straight days, and how great would it be sitting in that recliner without anything on the to-do list? Get that vasectomy scheduled right now with the Urology Center of Iowa. Call them at 515-400-3550. or schedule it online at iowauro.com. Your recliner hoops after your vasectomy with the urology. Men. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. And look for the Joker. He's got it now. Down to three. At two. Jokic out to Morris. A three to win. And he got it. Denver wins it at the buzzer. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent's Play of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors coming up here in about 15 minutes. Right now, he's our friend Bill Bender. He joins us weekly during college football season and every couple, three weeks during uh, the, well, there really never is an off season. but Bill Bender's back with us. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thanks for finding time. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're branching out to, now that college football's over. They got you wearing a lot of hats, NFL, college basketball. I want to go back, though, to, um, uh, to Joe Burrow, and in particular his time at Ohio State, Bill, where he uh, wasn't going to win the job, uh, lost out to Barrett, I believe, was the one that uh, ultimately beat him out. Correct me if I'm wrong. But what went wrong there that led him to LSU where he blossomed, uh, won a Heisman, a national championship, and obviously goes as the first overall to Cincinnati? Why didn't it work in his home state? Well, he was born here, but to grew up in uh, in the state of Ohio. Well, I mean, he was... Barrett's backup, and then he broke his hand, and that allowed Dwayne Haskins to slide in as the backup. When Barrett went down against Michigan, Dwayne Haskins stepped in, played really well. And I mean, even though those guys had to battle the next fall camp, or uh, spring football, rather, we all knew that, that Haskins was going to win that job and Burrow was going to probably transfer, and you know, the rest is history from there. I mean, Burrow, around where I'm from, at least, in southeast Ohio, he's a legend because of his high school career. He I always tell people it's like he took Athens to a state championship, which would be the equivalent of like Boston College going on a pro a, a playoff run, <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. That's Joe Burrow, and what a story it is. Well, where he started his career, of course, Ohio State, their big rival, Michigan, as Jim Harbaugh is coming back. I think we all believe he went to Minnesota expecting he was going to get a deal. And that conversation went south apparently in a hurry there. How do you mend fences? He's got coaches that have left. And 
just in general. I know he was straightforward with recruits. He said, yeah, I'm interviewing with it. But now he says that he is there long term. We'll see on that. Just your takeaway on the whole saga that was Harbaugh this offseason. Yeah, really bizarre because it, it stalled the momentum they built from Big Ten Championship, from beating Ohio State, from uh, you know, the recruiting standpoint and, and the future they have with J.J. McCarthy. I still think Michigan's going to be pretty good, but you know, the more telling thing was like Josh Gaddis saying he didn't feel appreciated. Josh Gaddis did a lot for that mm-hmm. offense the last few years. Um, Mike McDonald going back to the Ravens. And, and those are the kind of things you don't know how the next two coordinators will be. I think Michigan is in a better place than they were last year, but the the momentum has stalled a little bit. And, you know, I mean, you guys will all do the same thing. We're all going to pick Ohio State to win the Big Ten next year anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and put that down, Trent. I think I'd probably do the same for you. Uh, excellent point. Bill Bender from uh, the Sporting News uh, is our guest. Bill, a lot of uh, where I want to go with you now is I'm not. I'm sure you've seen Gene Smith's comments yesterday. You know when the um, when the Big Twelve blew up if you want to call it that i think they're in a fine spot but they did lose you know their their marquee brands in in texas uh and oklahoma but they they seemingly uh made chicken salad out of you know what uh chicken you know what uh, they did a nice job but the alliance was very quickly formed there was never any contract signed which was kind of a head scratcher gene smith comes out yesterday and says yeah we're gonna all vote the same way and we're gonna be sitting on the same side of the conference table with with maybe one voice or our voices all saying the same thing but I'm not so sure that this scheduling thing is going to happen. I thought that that was, at the time, Bill, as big a piece as anything. Uh, where Did this surprise you with what Gene Smith said yesterday? A little bit, but I mean, you know, with the Big Ten sticking with nine games, it's not a surprise that uh, they're going to protect the conference's interests first, and that's what these guys do. Um, I'm sure they'll work together on some home-and-homes and those kind of things, but I, I always thought on the surface that the, the alliance didn't really impact me at all. I was like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing, and then moved on very quickly. So um, the only thing to me was when he talked about wanting a playoff game at Lucas Oil Stadium instead of Ohio Stadium. Right. Well, I, guys, they play NFC Championship games here in Ohio. Well, or AFC Championship game, maybe someday with Burrow. But they did play a playoff game this year in January. It was fine. Yeah, I, I, why would you want to play? Why would you want to bring a team from the south up to play outdoors? They're going to be able to right. figure that part of it out. It's there's a lot of this that is head scratching from where we were, and it really felt like the Big Ten was trending to going back to eight conference games. The SEC apparently wants to stay there. Do you think that is not locked in, but a Something that's more than likely going to happen. That they're going to stay at nine, the ACC, the SEC, they're going to stay at eight. Is that what you still see in the future of conference scheduling? Well, probably. I mean, I still think they should all do the same thing. It just makes sense. But, you know, that's the scheduling quirks are another part of why the the expanded playoff is probably going to be a a few minutes away. Um, I know they got a a meeting in a couple weeks. So, and they're still trying to honor, iron out the automatic qualifiers, but that scheduling part is part of it. I mean, I think they should all do the same thing. I, and I, I see the, the argument for eight, but, I mean, when you have 14 teams in your conference, I think nine's the right number. 
Yeah, I'm with you, and I've I've, I've always thought um, you're all running the same race, but you're not running the the, the same course to, to ultimately get to that finish line. Uh, Bill, what did you make uh, yesterday of of the news that broke in a couple of places of perhaps what the Big Ten is looking at when their next contract uh, is 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 brought up, and the Big Ten contract ends at the end of 2023. That there may be as much as 1.1 billion dollars uh, annually. Uh, in play for Big Ten schools with NBC getting involved with Fox and ESPN, the CBS window in the middle of the afternoon now opening up because they couldn't afford uh, what the SEC was going to demand. That's big money we're talking about, Bill Bender. Do you think that that's realistic, that there could be this much money if indeed there are that many suitors all bidding on the same product? I mean, Big Ten is big business. I mean, in the brands that they have, the, the thirst for Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin, and, and these are all. You guys know this. Iowa traveled really well. The you get down into the lower tier programs in the Big Ten, they still travel well. And I think the other hidden gem of it is if they could work out something where they got the basketball too. Like I love watching Big Ten basketball every night. Like too. there's a good game, and I don't, you know, like I'm a Mac grad, and I still watch it because I love the basketball. I think it's slowly becoming. What it doesn't want to admit, it it is kind of a basketball conference in terms of parity, but the football will always bring in that big money. Big money's coming. It's going to happen in some form or fashion. The 230 window on CBS is coming open. A lot of people have speculated that would be a landing spot for at least a piece of this package. Do you see that happening? And, and how do you divvy it up? How do you divvy these marquee games? ESPN still wants to be involved in the Big Ten are we going to see the Big Ten sliced up even more? We're going to see games kind of across all the different networks. Probably. I mean, but I, I like what Fox is doing with the Big Ten, the big noon kickoff, and how they've invested in that with the Big 12 and the Big Ten. I mean, I, for one, am, am a, of a fan of a, a big game at noon. You know? like it's And that work, that window is working out for them. Yes. They've exposed that and done mm-hmm. a good job with it. And, you know, ranging from Wisconsin and Notre Dame to Michigan and Ohio State, they've had really good games in that window. So I think that's going to continue, and Fox is going to want a piece of that too because they are invested in the Big Ten. Uh, let's, what does this mean for the Big 12, Bill, with, with all of these? I mean, somebody's going to not win this bid, right? Somebody's going to finish second or third and therefore be left trying to, uh, you know, to fill that programming. I think the Big 12 might be in, in a better spot than. Maybe we thought when when the you know what first hit the fan right when they lose Oklahoma and Texas I think Bowlesby did a really nice job of doing the best that he could by bringing in four teams four schools that both compete um, in basketball and more importantly in football. But my question to you is, if there's that much money for the Big Ten, uh, there's going to be some networks left out. Might the Big Twelve be a benefactor of you know finishing second in a bidding war for Big Ten bas- uh, for Big Ten sports? I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Big 12, they also have a really good basketball conference as well. And they're about to bring in Cincinnati, who's really good. Houston, who's really good in basketball. And uh, I think they'll be able to cross that over and still be okay. So, mm-hmm. And again, even without Oklahoma and Texas, I think they're going to be able to survive. So um, and I think football, it does hurt, obviously, to lose your two biggest brands, but I mean, you're seeing what Luke Fickle's getting paid. Yeah. I think the commitment from those other schools, BYU as well, I mean, it's really going to matter to keep that conference 
which I think what it will be is something it could be in the Pac-12 and ACC's neighborhood, top to bottom. There's no reason why it can't be. I just don't think it's going to be on the level of the Big Ten and the SEC. No, I, I don't either. But like you mentioned, maybe of those other two conferences, I don't think they'll be far off. And, Bill, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I try always to be honest. Um, when, when it first happened, I thought, oh, my God, I don't know how they're going to survive because they're going to take a significant pay cut. I'm not so sure. Right. And, I mean, like the way I'm kind of seeing the new – terrain will probably be you know we talked about power five and group of five it's almost to me it's like i think it's gonna be a power two a big ten <laughs> yeah. and sec yeah. a group of four and then another group of four right and you, know, you could put the american athletic conference in there with well it's probably a group of three and then a group of five because yeah. the, the american athletic conference has some pretty good schools taken from it bill Brian Harson. We talked coaching situations with Harbaugh. Jeez. This one is odd, and I, I think you can see it coming. They open up the season, a couple of uh, easy games before Penn State comes to town, Missouri, LSU. They go to Georgia, and then they go to Ole Miss a week after that. And there's the bye week, Saturday, October 22nd. Going to guess Brian Harson's not going to come be there come October 22nd. You see it the same way? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to win right away. And I, you know, this is Everything that got dug up and, and put out there, it, it, it's a sign that they don't really want them. I mean, uh, it might not be the administration, but there's other people at work that don't want them. And it was a weird fit from the start. Um, I don't know who they're going to hire. But, I, I mean, again, I always tell people, if, if you're going to hire them that fast, why did you – or if you're going to fire them that fast, why did you hire them in the first place? Mm-hmm. And, and that remains my biggest question with Harzen from day one. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. Even though college football's over, there's always uh, a reason to uh, show up on your um, text you and line you up to discuss it because there's an appetite here, no doubt about it. Thank you, Bill Bender. Good to catch up with you. Hey, no problem. Anytime, guys. Thank okay. you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We'll take our time out. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports, what, 2-2 two and two yesterday? 2-2. Two and two. How's your week? Monday, 2-2. Two and two. Yep. Tuesday, 2-2. Two and two. Oh, yo, yo. Yesterday, two and two. You're down juice. Down juice. We'll dig out of it tonight. I need a three and one. How about a four and oh? Better yet, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Friend for free. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bets Off. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, final few minutes here on a Thursday. Trent, before we get to your play of the day, Mm -hmm. you're going to be very busy in the next few days with uh, high school wrestling. Uh, It is a big, big event, as we know, downtown Des Moines. And we will have cover. You will have coverage. Um, I going to say you're joining me? Yeah. The bowl tonight, and uh, this afternoon rather. This afternoon, one thirty. It will begin over on the bowl. Ninety six point seven. Ninety six point nine. Ninety six point nine. And you can also find it on the iHeartRadio app. But ninety six nine for the radio coverage. One thirty. It's the first round of Class Three A. A lot of big matchups there. When will you be on? Until 
Probably about three-ish, okay. right in that round. Get through the first round and uh, get into some of the constellations there. So we'll take coverage about an hour and a half, then back at it tomorrow evening for the 3A and 1A semifinals. But that's, that's here. That will be here on KXNO. Don't have any other local programming happening tomorrow night, so we'll have that here on KXNO. And then the finals will be back on 96.9, the Bull. That starts at 6 o'clock on Saturday. All right. So we have had a couple of people calling and asking about that. Obviously, some interest out there. Who are you working with? Will you be uh, Kirk Cody? Crit- uh, Kirk Critton- Crittenton is going yep. to uh, help me out from IA Russell. He'll be stopping by a couple of times, a couple of the guys with the crew there. Cody's just so busy. It's yeah. hard for him to get up there and be able to do it. He's usually down on the floor and getting athletes after their matches finish up. So have a couple of people bouncing in, helping me out a little bit. Eight mats early on. It's a lot of action to try to keep, and I will do my best to give a shout-out to every Central Iowa wrestler, try to keep you updated. It is fast, it is furious, and it is a lot of fun. Get those names on the radio. Well, speaking of a lot of action, you seem to thrive at that, but (laughs) when it's on your app. So you're 2-2 and every day this week. You had a great week, Super Bowl week. What? uh, Who do you like tonight? Oh, by the way, there is a 3 o'clock Big Ten tilt. How about that? Is that a makeup game? It must be, right? It has to be, yeah. You think it is it's Penn State Penn hosting State. Minnesota, yep. and that'll be on BTN. Well, I'm leaning Iowa. I think I'm going to lay the you, points. Really? It's five across the board, except for DraftKings has it right now at five and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're looking. I'm leaning there, but not part of my official place here. Here's the four-pack for Thursday. Six o'clock, Wichita goes to Cincinnati. Two teams pretty middling. It's a short price, minus two with the home Bearcats. I will do that with Cincinnati. Colorado State and Nico Medved, they're really good. But as we found out earlier this week, going into the pit, even when New Mexico's mm. not good, can be a problem. Grab the 7.5 and, and the Lobos. Late night tonight, St. Mary's, San Francisco. The number two and three teams in the WCC. It should be a great game. Really looking forward to watching it. And I'm grabbing the points here. Wrong team's favorite. San Francisco led by 24 in their first meeting between these two teams at home. St. Mary's came all the way back and got the win. I think we got a revenge factor here. Grab the three and the Dons of San Francisco and wrap it up. You're going to love this one. <laughs> Fairleigh Dickinson uh, yes. at Merrimack. Lay the points. Merrimack, minus seven. How much handle will they do on And by the way, the Super Bowl handle in the state of Iowa is still not out yet. Really? There's a couple of, and I don't know names, a couple of the big brands apparently are dragging their feet reporting their number when most of the other states had their Super Bowl number. And I guess it doesn't matter to a lot of you, mm-hmm. uh, but that's to me. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know You'll if the know number was up. Point. I get it. It's not the IRGC's fault. Right. It's just that they're liking, and they've been asked, you're going to get the, yeah, we'll get it to you as soon as we well, get off your you-know-what, would you please? Does it um, 16.6, well, or 16.3 rather, was the Super Bowl betting handle last year. We'll see if we find out uh, here uh, at some point today. Well, there you go. Uh, wrestling, what time do you go on the air? About one we we'll take the air, and it'll be one thirty when the mats clear and the whistles start at 106 pounds, and off we go. Such a fun is time of today year. Today is difficult to day of play-by-play as you have with everything that's going on. Physically exhausting. It is constant. Again, it's eight mats. Yeah. Basketball game, you're watching one thing. Right. Horse race, you watch eight horses out there. Ten, right. twelve. Yeah. This is eight mats with two wrestlers on it. Scores on all over them. It's tough. It's a lot, but I absolutely love it. Should be fun. One thirty on the bull. Uh, Murph and Annie coming up at 1. The Fanatics at 3. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 to noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL.